David X, how are you? Super. I'm just uh, fantastic. All Mondayed up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's uh, what's new in your world? Ah, um, went for a nice motorcycle ride yesterday. It's like that springtime in Ohio where it's just beautiful. It's uh, perfect weather. Nice. I had a, we had a, we had, we, I should say we, we had a day like that, uh, here in Texas. Uh, it was the day, uh, immediately preceding a torrential rainstorm, uh, and really just like apocalyptic thunder and lightning. Um, I think the entire city of Austin woke up at 5 a.m. Uh, and, uh, anyway, and then since then it's been intolerably muggy. So I believe it's, uh, I believe summer's here. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, usually the the rain would take the humidity away, but uh, that's too bad. Yeah, no, this this one came with an aftertaste. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's new in your neck of the woods? Well, you know, speaking of aftertaste, I gotta, I gotta, Dave. You know, it really grinds my gears. Yeah, you get off your lawn, right? <laughs> I got something to say. So, uh, folks outside of Texas may not have been following this uh, story very closely, but uh, we recently had a referendum. Uh, in Austin to uh, to repeal uh, or I'm sorry to reinstate the public camping ban. Now the the history behind this is uh, the current mayor um, uh, wanted to address the the very real homeless problem we have in Austin, mm-hmm. and uh, step one was uh, no longer making it illegal to be homeless, mm-hmm. and uh, step two was uh, additional funding for programs and transitional housing and things like this. Um, step two never really materialized, uh, not in the way that he was hoping, I think. And mm-hmm. so now we have, uh, a different kind of a homeless problem, which is that the homeless problem is extremely visible. Um, so mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, being constantly put on the move by the police, um, we don't have, uh, kind of let's call them, uh, tent villages under yeah, highway overpasses and yeah, things right. like this. Yeah. And, uh, so a lot of people don't care for this and, uh, and, they have decided that the problem is that these people are here and need mm-hmm. to be somewhere else. And so they mm-hmm. want to reinstate the public camping ban. And, uh, and this has the effect of, of for folks who do not have homes, uh, this effectively makes them automatically criminals, right? Cause you got to sleep mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, anyway, I was, uh, I, I was not a fan of this. I find the, I found the policy behind it cruel unnecessarily. Um, especially because the referendum was silent on what else we should be doing about this, right? Um, it's one thing to say we're going to get rid of public public camping, but we are going to invest in, you know, transitional housing, uh, buying old motels, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was did not offer any alternatives, but really just wanted these ten cities somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, the proposition passed. Uh, and uh, anyway, I just found it. Uh, I found it really annoying, and I found it. Uh, I find it, it's public policy like this that's, uh, again, kind of unnecessarily cruel. Um, yeah. Mostly just because it uh, made people uncomfortable, right? Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. Right. And and yeah. so now what? It's like it's like you get a free bus ticket out of town, or you don't even get a free bus ticket out of town, right? No, not even that. Well, and, it, and it's funny, actually, because but one of the, one of the causes of the, or uh, one source of the homeless population here is other cities sending folks with one-way bus tickets to Austin. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I hope all of this, I hope this forces the issue um, and, uh, and we can, this, as a city, we can quickly figure out a way to fund 
things like transitional housing and transition programs and uh, and so on. It's not like uh, it's not like it's hard to find a job in Austin right now. I don't think um, mm -hmm. the, the economy is quite hot, um, mm -hmm. uh, or at the very least, that we can minimize the amount of damage. Hopefully, what I what I am afraid will happen is that a lot of people will end up with criminal records as a result of being homeless, and it'll make that that much more difficult for them to get a job and find a new house. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, and there there are plenty of people that are mentally ill that just they can't take care of themselves, and um, so that's that's a challenge too. That's right, that's right. And 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 you and I were talking earlier. I mean, it, and this is actually a solved problem. Uh, many mm -hmm. other cities have figured out how to do this. Uh, it turns out that the solution to homelessness is homes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just need to give people a place to live give them a chance to get back on their feet, provide them whatever programs are necessary, and then, uh, and then send them off into the world. Uh, and, uh, man, anyway, extremely frustrating. Yeah. So that's what grinds my gears to me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough. Yeah. Um, bright news though, is it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was the NFL draft and the number one draft pick for the Steelers, uh, Najee Harris, he actually threw a pizza party uh, at the homeless shelter where his family uh, uh, was at for a while. So that that was kind of cool to see him uh, give back there and everything. So I, I thought that was a nice move, great way to make a first impression. Um, yeah, that's delightful. Yeah. What a treat. Yeah, yeah. That's raise great. raise awareness uh, about things like this and the challenge, and you know, what do you do? So yeah. Yeah, that's great. All so, right. uh, yeah. Well, well, this week we're we're gonna um, got a lot uh, another believe it or not eclectic uh, uh, dogs breakfast of uh, things to talk about. But you'll see if you see a pattern here. So mm -hmm. you know we'll we'll be talking about uh, abusing AI, abusing WhatsApp, abusing Twitter, abusing LinkedIn, and abusing GPT three. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, the, <laughs> This could either go very well or very poorly, but <laughs> yeah, this is good for the theme. Good. This is a good theme for this week. It's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, where, where should we send people uh, to uh, check out the show notes uh, and, and all that? Oh yeah. They can go to a DG show.org. Uh, that's D as in Dave. G as in Gunner show.org. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And uh, we got, we got our Twitter presence locked in, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, so that's a, uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, dgshow.org. That's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show, D-O-T-O-R-G. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, cutting room floor, um, it's it's uh, very focused, uh, but but we got um, a keyboard that looks like a hand grenade. So it's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Instead of having, you know, the, the little pineapple parts of a hand grenade, you got keys. So um you know, for a keyboard. So it's great for your uh, carry on when you go to the airport. <laughs> um, it's a good conversation starter at, at the checkpoints, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw this. There's a webcam that uh, looks like an eyeball and blinks yeah. at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a Cronenberg film, right? Mm -hmm. yep. yep. We need that. Yeah. And then, um, and a more pleasant note, uh, we have some wall posters of uh, nuclear reactors. Oh. So nice, nice little cutaways and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Decades worth uh, to just, just uh, enjoy yourself. Check it out. That's great. Yeah. That's great. 
So you found you found this one about the Federal Trade Commission with uh, um, AI bias and and AI breaking the law. So what, what's up with that? Yeah. So this, uh, so Dave, and we've talked on the show before about yeah, there is uh, uh, even the most carefully trained AI can uh, have bias, mm-hmm. and uh, and that is because of the way well because of the way that they are trained. Right. It's uh, uh, the machine is only as good as the you know garbage in garbage out. Um, mm-hmm. If you put a biased sample into an AI, it's going to come out with a biased set of results. And mm-hmm. the uh, Federal Trade Commission, um, who in the U.S. is responsible for unfair or deceptive practices, uh, that is, preventing unfair or deceptive practices, um, they made a determination um, that uh, a racially biased algorithm um, actually falls in their purview. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes through uh, specifically the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Um, mm-hmm. Where uh, and these uh, these make it illegal for a company to discriminate someone based on race, color, religion, sex, national mm-hmm. origin, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, and uh, and so they've said that uh, the FTC has said that if you are using an AI and if that AI is discriminating against people in any of these classes, um, that you are you can be held responsible. That that AI can be declared uh, you know racist or discriminatory, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, which is interesting, um, and, and Dave, I think you brought up the. Well, I guess I, tell me your reaction when when we were talking about this earlier. Why don't you Why don't you recount that? Yeah, it's it's like well, how? What if you have like a person in the middle, and you know, it's like if you, you know, what's the difference there of of like you know can the AI be racist? But the you know the other thing is you were just talking about this here is it. You know what? What happens if the inputs aren't racist, but it ends up summing up to discriminating against somebody racially? Mm-hmm. So, right. for instance, well, and it's I'm sure you know. For instance, like a, a good example is the uh, like we talked about this the um, um, like bail hearings and and parole and things like that. That you know there are all these factors that get weighed in, but it may not be like. Oh, what's your race as a question on the, you know, of the input that goes in, but Mm -hmm. it's like, there, there's just a pattern of like, of, 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 uh, just like disproportionately affecting, uh, uh, a race of people. That's right. That's right. So if I had a, if I had an algorithm to determine bail as some jurisdictions are experimenting with now, if I had an Mm -hmm. algorithm to determine bail and that algorithm may be ignorant of uh, what a person's race or gender or what have you is, but questions like uh, how much money are you making? What uh, zip code are you in? And mm-hmm. if that fact pattern uh, yields a disadvantageous result for a particular race, gender, sex, na- you know, national origin, then the FTC could say, well, that's a, that is in fact a racist algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is an unfair deceptive practice, I guess, on the, on the premise that it is um, superficially uh, it's a it's on the premise that it is um, superficially coldly logical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in fact, is working off of a uh, a set of facts that that create a discriminatory result. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, so and there's two kind of there's two interesting angles. This one is like, well, you know, some algorithms can either uh, intentionally or unintentionally be discriminatory or racist or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But the other one, the other side of this is interesting. The FTC in particular is, is doing this because they're about unfair or deceptive practices, right? And mm-hmm. here, I guess they're acknowledging the 
the, the chance that someone may be operating a discriminatory algorithm uh, and trying to claim that, well, no, we, we're not discriminating. We're not, it's like we have this coldly logical algorithm. Right, it's computers. Right? Computers, can't, computers be, can't possibly, it's math. Right. Can't be, can't be discriminatory. Uh, and in fact, we know from things like facial recognition bias and these, you know, bail algorithms and things like that, that it can, uh, algorithms can in fact be extremely discriminatory and in mm -hmm. fact, quite racist. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, I thought it was, I thought it was extremely interesting. And it'll be, I'm curious to, to, uh, I'm curious to see how the FTC tests this determination because it will definitely end up in court. Right. 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 And how do you, how do they know whether it's AI or I guess they'll see the outputs of like, oh, well, these, there's a pattern of decisions and you start working backwards and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether it's a person making the decision or AIs making the decision. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, the, the people that are creating the algorithms are the ones that would be culpable or the ones using the algorithms, I guess. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's all algorithmic. It's just in the case of AI, it's an algorithm that we don't understand. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'll be very interesting. Yep. And then, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Signal and WhatsApp and whatnot, but um, <laughs> you found a loophole with WhatsApp. Yeah, so this organization called uh, Tracy. Uh, well, their 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 CTO Matt Body or B O D D Y, I presume that's his name. Body. Um, he discovered that uh, the online uh, the status indicator on on WhatsApp uh, can be used by anyone to build a service that watch it. So anyone can can see what anyone else's status is on on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, you can enter any mobile phone number uh, into this WhatsApp online status tracker uh, uh, website. And if that person uses WhatsApp, the status tracker will provide the exact date and time the person opened uh, WhatsApp. Yeah, and so nothing wrong there. Nothing wrong What's there. Wrong but now, that? what could yeah, go wrong? Why would right. anybody well, use that for malintent? <laughs> that's right. Um, and so now you can. So, but now uh, you don't. You, you don't just have to do it for just one person. You can actually do it for multiple people, um, mm -hmm. and you can start coordinating the statuses between people who are participating on the platform. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, and so now we're getting some extremely interesting uh, emergent information um, mm -hmm. where we can start making educated guesses about whether uh, Joe or John is or whether or whether whether John is talking to Anna at a particular time. Right. Because their their online statuses would be. A, yeah. Uh, would be a, a consistent pattern of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, so. It's really interesting. Even something as uh, as seemingly innocuous as your status, uh, uh, that leaking in a in a public way, um, can be used uh, can be used to great effect for someone who's trying to figure out what you're doing. Yeah, I'm surprised it it even makes that public. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, in order for the status to be effective, though, um, what are you gonna you would have to what friend somebody if they were yeah, to be public. Yeah, be connected with them, I guess. At least right. that, right? Yeah, but then I mean, remember WhatsApp has the group chats, right? And you're not necessarily friends with everybody in a group chat, and yeah, I suppose you still want to. Well, I don't know. If, I don't use WhatsApp, but does does it does WhatsApp show the status in group chat? Like Google Chat doesn't, right? When you're in a room, it's not. Uh, it doesn't show your status only when you're like direct messaging somebody. Oh yeah, I guess that's right. I guess that's right. 
although I never really clicked through in a group chat to see if I could if I could see the status of each the online status of each individual. But still, in all, I think uh, it's easy to see how WhatsApp would make this mistake. Mm -hmm. um, and when you're building a platform as large as WhatsApp, um, suddenly these problems become uh, anyway. It's thinking about what these security threats look like is gets pretty complex pretty quickly, especially when you got clever folks like Matt Body trying realizing that you can um, that you can correlate online statuses <laughs> to figure out mm -hmm. who's talking to who. Right? Yeah, and it's and the other thing is that they, you know, that people actually are, are building a business around this with their apps, and then um, the apps they will say that uh, it's not stalkerware because the stalkerware is running on the stalker's computer and <laughs> not the stockies computer. You know, it's right. like there's no spyware installed. They're just exploiting um, open source information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, man, I, here's what I know is I'm glad I'm not a product manager at WhatsApp. I'd be losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> trying to anticipate all these problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they fix it soon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, th there is another thing you saw that was, uh, I guess there is this uh, attractive young lady uh, that likes to ride motorcycles and had all these followers. Um, but yeah. uh, people noticed uh, she had a hairy arm. Yeah. So that, so uh, this attractive woman, uh, motorcycle enthusiast, uh, had been accumulating all these followers on Twitter uh, following mm -hmm. her her motorcycle exploits and yeah and then somebody discovered in that way wait a minute she's got a kind of a hairy arm and wait a minute she's got a reflection in the mirror here that doesn't actually match up with her actual face mm -hmm. uh, at which point it was discovered that she was not in fact uh, a young lady and that she was in fact a uh, uh, <laughs> she was in fact a middle aged man um, yep. who had been recording himself on a motorcycle with uh, a very attractive wig, I have to say. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so full motorcycle outfit, the wig on, and uh, and then he would superimpose this girl's face uh, when he posted his uh, when he posted his motorcycle business uh, to Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and uh, uh, yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah. So this so this fifty year old man named Soya uh, says, uh, "Well, you know, <laughs> when when I, when I was doing, and Dave, you might sympathize with this, when I was mm -hmm. posting my." Uh, my motorcycle stuff to uh, Twitter, I was getting, you know, maybe 10 likes at a time. And as mm -hmm. soon as I turned into an attractive young woman, I got like thousands of likes at a time. Yeah. Why, why would that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, it's a good question. So, but he used this, uh, he used a, the face app program, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which, uh, which comes from Russia mm -hmm. uh, and is in fact, uh, been declared by the FBI as a counterintelligence threat. Um, mm -hmm. And also a threat to uh, thirsty motorcycle enthusiasts in Japan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. You never know. You never know. If, if you <laughs> see uh, an attractive young lady, could be uh, uh, Soya, could be me. You never know. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. Yes. Yep. And uh, yeah, and we've we've talked about steganography before, right? Yeah, hiding a hiding a message in uh, hiding a message inside me inside a picture or, or or an audio file or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and so there was some stuff that came out uh, with Twitter where you know, like I would think you post an image to Twitter, it would probably strip out um, 
the like metadata and things like that and and uh, um, compress it somehow or whatever. But it was, I guess, sticking the um, the data up there and preventing um, like it was uh, the 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 person was using certain features of I guess the PNG format to prevent like compression. And um, so if and folks can try this out, you can go to the show notes. Um, you could download this particular image off of Twitter. And once you get that image, you could uh, rename it and um, you could put a dot MP3 at the end of it and you could play it. And it's actually an audio file and an image at the same time. Um, there's another example of one that is an image and a zip file at the same time. <laughs> That's great. So I could, I could, I could, uh, I could have uh, my secret hacker codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could. Your wares. Zip on- uh, my wares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pirated oh, copies of right. Taipan and whatnot. I could, uh, mm-hmm. I could zip that up into a zip file. I could smuggle mm-hmm. that into, uh, say, a Rick Astley animated GIF or an animated mm-hmm. PNG, uh, and then, uh, and then make it available through Twitter. Yeah, or or a picture of a fifty-year-old man uh, with the with the looking like a young, attractive lady could be the image too. <laughs> yeah. So you can tie it all together. <laughs> People can get your wares. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, but that's, that's a, you know, to me, it's like, like for, like, I know about steganography and it's like, yeah, you could pull the noise out and you could do some, probably some fancy manipulation, but to actually have two files be sort of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say polymorphic, but it's, you know, of, of like, is it a zip file? Is it an MP3? You decide, you know? (laughs) Right. I got to just change the extension and it and it'll magically transform. It's yeah. Cool. And it, it's like, I, I'm like, no way. And it, it honest to goodness, it works. And um, like, if I would have saw that on like Mr. Robot or something like that, I'd be like, I get, get out of here. That's, that's like, who that's came up stuff. with this? Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, this is Hollywood making crap up, you know? Um, but no, it's a real thing. You try it out at home. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of made up things. Yeah, Mova. Um, that is is uh, like. Have, have you ever uh, done any development in Mova? Uh, no, I, I I myself have not, but I do require everybody I hire should have at least uh, ten years uh, development experience in Mova. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I didn't know this, um, but um, there's this guy that uh, invented the programming language Mova, and um, it's just it but the language doesn't exist, but he, he put it out there and um, just to see if people would start putting it on their resume or have recruiters asking for it. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. So, and, and there was even somebody that did uh, an O'Reilly book cover uh, for uh, learning the, the MOVA. <laughs> and uh, the other thing it's, I guess the, the author of the article reached out to him and, and the, the guy that invented it, he said, uh, he looks forward to seeing everybody at MovaCon 21 in uh, Algo, New York. <laughs> so you, you know what Algo, New York is. No, it doesn't sound real. Yeah. So that's like, remember how the cartographers would, um, you know, bust somebody for like copyright violation and mm-hmm. they would put like fake cities on maps. One of those is uh, uh, Algo, New York. Oh, yes. Okay. I have heard this story. So it was like a it was like a poison pill, uh, so that mm-hmm. if you were to copy, you would know that the, you would copy somebody's map because you would copy the the false. I'll go city. New York. 
out, yeah. out of New York. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. So I'm surprised they're they're still they're doing it in person uh, this year um, instead of virtually. <laughs> but I guess I'll see you there. <laughs> Get your shirt, you know. That's right. Yeah. But right. Um, yeah, and then yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, you know. Um, uh, you know, closing things out with AI. We started with AI. Um, um, you know, we're talking about GPT a couple times now, and um, somebody was using it to uh, come up with pickup lines. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is Janelle Shane, um, who's a, a famously funny uh, AI researcher, um, uh, heavy on Twitter. She's great. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a couple of my favorites uh, were that uh, I could tell by your red power light that you're into me. So that's that's cool. Another one is, uh, can I see your parts list? Which would make a lovely Valentine, right? <laughs> so, what, how about yours? Would, did you have a favorite? My favorite is uh, something that is dangerously close to what my pickup line might have sounded like in say seventh or eighth grade. Uh, yeah. So mine is a, uh, my name is a complicated combination of forty-five degrees of forward motion, twenty-five degrees of leftward drift, seventy-five degrees of upward acceleration, and infinity. And that is the point where my love for you stops. Mm-hmm. So you were in like an advanced math class or seventh grade or? No, I just, I just, uh, I liked, I like sounding like I knew math. I'll put it okay. that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Would it have worked? Uh, maybe, maybe if somebody was in like a, uh, like a logo class, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Turtle. Yeah. Turtle yeah, graphics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. On the uh, Apple twos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so if if people need the uh, sign up link uh, for uh, Movicon twenty one, uh, where should we be sending them? Yeah, so they should go to uh, dgshow.org. dot uh, org. That's D mm-hmm. and Dave, G and Gunner Show dot org. Okay. Yeah, we we should probably live broadcast from there um, at the event. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, get the live stream from Argo, New York. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, Gunner. Well, hey, this was great. Uh, thank you for joining us and thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thanks everyone.